2: All right, bring on those Golden State Warriors. It's tomorrow night for the Cavaliers. This road trip comes to an end tomorrow. Uh, they are 2-2 two and two so far in the trip. You win in Detroit. Okay, good. Supposed to. You beat the Lakers. Oddly enough. Okay, good. Kind of supposed to, even though it's a road game. Uh, and then you lose to the Clippers, giving up a lead late. And you lose to Sacramento last night. And that's kind of a strange thing. Welcome back to Basket of Phelps. I'm Jeff Phelps. Dan Menigan's in for Andy today. And I say strange thing only because of this. Gave up 69 points in the first half. You kind of looked flat. You looked a little discombobulated. And and again, when you're 8-3 and now, people are going to nitpick. Because if you want to talk about them, what are you going to do? You can't just say, hey, they're great, right? You can't. At least I don't think so. And so something that I've heard more than a few people say I've disagreed with and so I did a little digging Dano and okay. it backed up it backed up what I've thought you ready I'm ready let's go how many times have we heard somebody say man is this a deep team
3: it's come out every so often a couple of different I know Chris Rose said it yesterday uh we've heard it from a couple other people as well that this is a deep team
2: I disagree and oh? I this is not a negative it's a reality. And I, I, want, I want to make sure that everybody understands the difference in that. You don't have to necessarily be deep to be a good basketball team. But when I've heard folks say this team is really deep, I've not thought that it is, and the numbers so far, anyway, so far, will tell you J.B. Bickerstaff doesn't think it's deep either. Either that or he's not coaching it very well. And I think he's coaching it pretty well. Hmm. So to me, it's not a deep team. Here's why. What I think they are is a typical team. And typical teams do what? They play the heck out of their starters, and you get some guys off the bench who contribute once in a while. It's Not like you're running a 10-man rotation and everybody's contributing. Here's the thought on this. There's a a great website. It's called uh, StatMuse.
3: Yeah, that is a fun one.
2: And and it's a little different than most. And so I use that to check on a couple of things. If you're a deep team, what do you do? You use your bench and your bench produces, right? That's To me, that's what deep means. You can go deep and your bench players score and produce. And you play them. That's not happened so far through 11 games. Interesting. The Cavaliers right now, when it comes to bench scoring are 21st in the NBA, Oof. averaging just over 32 points a game off the bench. More telling to me, bench minutes. In other words, how, how much are the guys playing who are coming off the bench? The Cavs are 27th in the NBA in bench minutes. Oof. In other words, there are only three teams who are using their bench less than the Cavaliers are. 27th in bench minutes. So I've
3: always been a believer that depth gets you into the playoffs and makes life easier on your top tier guys. And when you get into the playoffs, you tighten that bench up, but you needed those guys to get you there to begin with. I've never bought into the Mike D'Antoni, Tom Thibodeau, we're going to run these guys like there's no tomorrow.
2: 40 minutes a game. Right. Yeah.
3: And Tibbs Tibbs more than D'Antoni, but you get the general thought.
2: All right, well, are you ready for this one? So along with the bench stuff, I thought, all right, how about the starters? Cavaliers are fourth in starter scoring in the NBA. Sounds about right. Cavs starters are scoring 84.5 points a game. That sounds
3: 100%
2: right. This one startled me. The Cavs are playing their starters more than any team in the NBA. How are you beating Tom Thibodeau in the Knicks? More minutes per game for the starters than any team in the NBA.
3: I mean, unless Tibbs had a change of heart. Like, what happened? I mean, he was notorious for running guys square into the I, dirt because he run them up and down the floor. I was That's I was, insanity.
2: Yeah, I was a little surprised about this. And there's nothing wrong about this, okay? Just keep that in mind. To me, it's just the perception. This team's not deep. This team is starter-dominated. Starter dominated the bench on this road trip in the last three games. Outscored last night by Sacramento, 43-19. Against the Clippers, only by a point, 29-28. Outscored against the Lakers, 36-24. to So, J.B. Bickerstaff is not playing the bench a lot. He's riding his starters. I'm not complaining. I'm just, let's set the record straight here. If the team is deep, J.B.'s not buying into it either because he's not playing it. He's playing the starters, and he's using the starters, and the bench isn't producing that much, 21st in scoring in the NBA. Now, let's take it a step further. Who off the bench do you have confidence in, folks? 216-578-0092. Confidence to completely, consistently come in and affect a game. Kevin Love and Dean Wade. I'm not gonna go there. And I like Dean Wade.
3: And I can't, and I think it's maybe not affect the game in the way that you think it, but maybe it's just because it's a known quantity. And I think that is important when it comes to being a basketball coach, is what's a known quantity. Robin Lopez has been getting some run. And I think it's just And I think it's just due to the fact that, again, it's – well, he was out there last night. He was out there for a good chunk of it la- – or not a good chunk, but he did get some minutes in last night, and I think it's just because it's a known quantity. I know what Robin Lopez is going to do. He's going to have two to three plays a game where he's going to try
2: to drive to the hoop, and you're going, oh, stop dribbling. Please stop dribbling. He's played in seven of the 11 games, and he's playing 8.4 minutes a game. But I agree with you. He's kind of a known commodity, but they're not playing him very much. They're best. not playing him. So I'm up to,
3: all right, so one and a half. Because we all, you know, we talked I, about it yesterday with the Jetty roller
2: coaster. I honestly think the only guy on the team coming off the bench who who I can say, yep, this guy, I'm going to play him and he's going to affect the game. And he doesn't just have to do it with shooting. is Kevin Love. That That's it for me. And when you look at Jetty Osman, I like Jetty. I think he plays with a ton of enthusiasm. He's got a ton of energy. And he can be very effective. He scored 14 or more points in the, each of the first four games. Since then, seven games, double figures just won in the last seven games. And that that's what I'm talking about. I don't necessarily buy into the word that they are a deep team. What they are is a typical team. And there's nothing wrong with that. If they wanted to be a deep team, you probably don't trade for Donovan Mitchell. Wow. Because then you have Lowry Markkinen and you have Colin Sexton and you have your first-round draft choice. I'm, I Donovan Mitchell's been tremendous. You get my point here. It's They're riding their starters. Nothing wrong with that right now. But I just think it, the, the numbers go completely against the notion that they're deep.
3: I mean, you make the Donovan Mitchell trade. Every day of the week, because I still think you gave up too much. Having a blue chipper is better than having a couple greens, a couple reds, like
2: Ag- agreed completely. Exactly.
3: I would rather have the blue chip and figure out the rest of it later. And I wonder if that's where they are right now. And if we're going to see like the buyout market, they'll pounce and do something like that to help the, the cost. Or we see a rotation shift where you get a guy like Karis Levert to find his way Back to the bench would be that six man that a lot of people thought yeah. he I, might
2: be. I love the I love the notion of tinkering with the starting lineup a little bit. We'll, we're, we'll talk about that in a second here. Rob's in uh, downtown Cleveland. Hi, Rob.
4: Hey, Jeff, Andy, guys. I love the show, Jeff. I don't do this often, but I call, I have to call in and adamantly disagree with you to the point where I hope when the call's over, you say I was wrong because <laughs> the the depth of a team has nothing to do whatsoever with starters minutes versus backup minutes, okay? The Browns have the top running back at depth in the entire NFL, and Dearness Johnson has three carries all season. So the depth at running back is the best in the league, but the number three guy has three carries. Let's just start with that, okay? But when it comes to depth, Darius Garland has missed half the time, which has had a big impact on bench minutes, and Ricky Rubio, who's going to play 18 to 24 minutes a game, hasn't even played yet.
2: Well, my fingers so, are crossed, Rob, that you're right on that. But keep in mind, Ricky's coming off his second ACL. In the same knee. And he would be taking minutes away from Darius and Donovan and probably Kyrus Levert. I, I hope he gets some minutes. I think well he will.
4: Well said. Very well said. But my, my, my main thesis here is that Depth of the team has nothing to do with starters, minutes versus backups. Like, when Brian Scalabrini and Frank Isola and Charles Barkley and the Sackman of Broadcasting team have all said the Cavs have great depth, they have great depth. When you have great defenders off the bench like Okoro and Lamar Stevens, I, I don't
2: I don't buy that Okoro's a great defender and Lamar's not playing, which I don't understand, Rob.
4: But that's still
2: depth, Jeff. You have three points they But, but here, if they're, if they're going to help you win, Rob, you're going to play them, and I, I know they're doing yeah, well. Why, I'm, I'm why are just these saying, national I,
4: experts saying they're, they have a lot of depth and you aren't? Why are all these national guys that really know basketball saying the Cavs have great depth? Are you, are you trying to be the antithesis?
2: No, I'm, what I'm trying to be is give you an opinion and kind of throw some facts at opinion, which I've done here.
4: But the, the fact is, is that when it comes to the depth of a team in any sport— the number of minutes played by the starters and the backup have nothing to do with the depth of the team. Well, in your
2: opinion, Rob, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm wrong.
3: No, it's, it's an observation. I mean, you're, let's be honest. You're working off of the same thesis and have things to back it up to see if that's the case. You know, I mean, that's, that's what we're all doing around here is we're just,
2: we're all just trying to figure out why things aren't going the way we should. And and when, (laughs) if you want depth and you think you have depth, when that depth plays, it helps you win. And and, and we haven't seen that yet. I, I don't think we have. The Cavs are eight and three because they've been riding their starters and they've been doing a hell of a good job.
3: And in the NBA, faith equals minutes. If minutes are not being handed to someone, it's because there is a lack of faith in the ability to either execute what the coach wants to do on the floor or frankly ability.
2: What do you think of all that, folks? Two one six five seven eight zero zero nine two. It's Baskin and Phelps with Menigan here on the fan. Cavaliers have lost a couple in a row, but they've been playing really good basketball. They're off to a terrific start. Eight wins, three losses. They've done a a terrific job and have shown everybody across the NBA. All right, here's a team you're going to have to deal with. Donovan Mitchell leading the NBA in minutes played per game right now. 39.2 minutes per game right now for Donovan Mitchell. It's James Harden numbers. That's a that's a lot of time. Yeah, that, that's a lot of time. And if you missed the last segment, we were talking about how the Cavs have I, – I don't – we've heard a lot of people say, boy, are they deep. I don't – I've not thought that they're an extremely deep team. I don't mean that – that's not an insult. It's. I'm just kind of a statement of, of my opinion on this, and the numbers at least so far would say that they're not terribly deep because they're leading, I think – and Robin calling from downtown disagreed with this premise completely. They're number one in starter minutes. So their starters are playing more than other starters and every other starter in the NBA, they're starting five. And Dan says as a coach, if you you know you think guys can help, they're going to play.
3: Yeah. Playing time is determined either by ability to execute or or flat out ability itself. And that ability needs to be so good that it, you don't mind the fact that it's going to trump what you want to do.
2: So right now, the Cavs are playing their starters more than anybody else. They're number one in starter minutes. They're 27th in bench minutes. So only three teams are using their bench less than the Cavaliers right now. Just kind of interesting. Their, their starters, to me, are, are outstanding. They'll figure it out at small forward. I, I don't think Karis Levert's the right guy. I think Karis could be stunning. Coming, He's, he's been really good at times this year, starting or coming on, whatever he's done. But I love the idea of Karis Levert and Kevin Love coming off the bench and then maybe having I've thrown out Dean Wade. Let me throw out Lamar Stevens, a guy who I think is really scrappy and could be the guy who holds that starting group together. Because you have two scorers in the backcourt. You've got a scorer in the front po- in the front court, Nevin Mobley, and you got a guy in Jared Allen who can do everything for you and doesn't need the ball to do it. And to me, a guy like Stevens could be a really nice fit there. He hasn't had a whole lot of playing time this year. I know he's a zero on offense, but I'd like to see that. He's not I... as he's not as bad as you think. Okay, he has a he can shoot from the outside a little bit. Yeah, a little, but I mean, if... and he and he's dynamic driving to the basket. But his game's not predicated just on. He scored double figures you... four years in a row. He's a four year player at Penn State. I think he's a I think he's a good all around basketball player. I think he might be a nice fit there. I think Dean Wade is a nice fit there. I think Karras. And though I like Karras a lot, I do. I like his game. Man, the idea of Karras off the bench spelling Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, to me, that's something. He, that that I like a lot, a three-guard rotation. There. I think the
3: Cavs like the idea that you can't sag off of Karras Levert and you can't use his guy to go double someone or use his guy as a help defender and that kind of stuff. And I worry with Lamar Stevens and putting him in there, then you would have that ability that you could throw a double team at someone and not be threatened because Lamar Stevens is going to beat you. Cool Ray's in Cleveland. Cool Ray. What's happening, Cool Ray? Hey, what's up, fellas? How are you, buddy?
5: Hey, I disagree with you, man. I disagree with you. I do not like – see, you, you go by his real name, Karis. I call him Careless, LeVert. So, listen, he is so inconsistent. The Cavaliers – and people need to really stop this. Uh, you know, defensive player because defense in basketball, even on the even on the in the playground court, is about effort. When you want, when you just decided, I'm just going to stop this guy. And if you two, if you two steps off your man, you're too far away from your your defender. So that we learned that in in, in a ball. So I would love to see a trade for Levert, maybe Jetty, and Okoro for Zach Levine. I think. What he would bring to the table, if that was even possible in the universe, would, would give you everything that you are looking for. Because the Cavaliers are they're using more of their starters, but not the bench, but they're not even using the bench. They're using like maybe one or two. We know we know love gonna come in and we know Jetty gonna come in. But other than that, that's it. Dean What Dean Wade, he should be a starter. We all know that.
2: I we like I hard. like that fit, Cool Ray. I really do. I, I like the f I like the fit of, of Dean Wade there. He gives you an outside shooter in that starting he's, lineup that I think plays well off the backcourt.
5: And he's not bad defensively.
2: No, no he's he pretty good actually. So he moves he, his feet well. He, he has length. And he
5: runs and he runs before, but that's what but we gotta go back to the championship season. Nobody thought Kevin Love was gonna play that defense on 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 Steph, but he did.
2: So well, one play basketball. anyway. And thank God hey, he that, did.
5: Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. One us that one blade brought us that chip. Yeah,
2: there so, you go. Cool, Ray. You're
5: so right. You man. Got, so, you got to, so we got to stop talking about defensive players when defense is all about effort and, and all about scheming and say, listen. And then, look, and how much defense has actually been played in the NBA now with this scoring, 121, 130, 118 per game?
3: Well, there's regular season defense and there's playoff defense. Glory, thank you. Playoff defense is a completely different animal because then it starts turning back into 90 scores where you're getting 95-90.
2: Everybody, everybody screams defense. I'm sorry. Go score 125. You know, you can actually play decent defense in a game where the other team scores a lot of points, but it's, you know, not like you're speaking, I mean, not Golden, like you're holding them to eighty.
3: Golden State for years was top ten in defense, top ten in offense, and that's how they operate. Yeah. And it, the thing is, and, and maybe it's just I'm putting the cart before the horse, and I am willing to admit that thoroughly. When you start getting into the playoffs, and all of oh, your you, stuff goes you out tight, the window, you tighten that rotation. You tighten that rotation. And You give the ball to Donovan Mitchell,
2: and you got to D up. Yeah. You got to D up. Yeah. Well, you do. Ray, where, where are you calling from, Ray? What's happening, Ray?
6: Hey, Ray, I'm calling from Stoke. Oh, hey, Stowe. Um, yeah, I talked to you the other day, and yeah. I, I just have a couple points. First of all, and it was one of the points I was trying to make last time, is Bickerstaff has to evolve as a coach, okay? He's, he's never coached. I don't believe he's ever coached a team that's really, really good. He's always been the guy who's in there for a year, year and a half. They're bad, and then he gets blown out. Yeah, he well, did the, a nice the,
2: job in Houston. He didn't get enough credit for that. They got, he got him to the playoffs as a filling in for, oh, I believe it was Kevin McHale.
6: Okay, so he – I don't know if the Cavs have a good bench or not because they don't play him. And if Bickerstaff doesn't have any confidence in his bench, he should go talk to his GM and why tell, ask his GM, why didn't you give me any guys who can play off the bench? Because the fact of the matter is Garland's injury-prone. I'm not talking about the eye. I'm talking what he came back and he got a knee. Does he get hurt every year? Yeah, basically since he's been in a league and since he was a freshman at Vanderbilt. Would you say Love's kind of um, injury-prone? He, he wasn't career, last year the bench. Would tell you yeah, yes, but he didn't last play year that many no. minutes, guys. He didn't play that many minutes. Oh, yeah. And now you're playing Garland all these minutes. And simply by the way that Mitchell plays, he's got a chance to get things up because he plays like a tank. And the same thing, look at Claire, Karis Lavert. You're going to tell me Karis Lavert isn't injury prone too? You play these guys these minutes, you're going to wear them down and something's going to happen. And it's going to be the same thing like last year. You've got to either develop the bench or get better bench players. And as far as Lamar Stevens and scoring, he is the number two scorer in Penn State history. And he'd be number one if the pandemic didn't hit. You're not – the problem with – and I love Dean Wade. I love everything he does, except you almost got to pry him to shoot. He doesn't believe he's as good as he is. But with Lamar they did sign Stevens, him to a
2: contract though right yeah, which they I, did, which I like I'm glad they did to keep
6: him and he is valuable as heck I yep. wish he would shoot more but the thing is and you brought up a great point Jeff with Lamar Stevens you're not going to have to beg Lamar Stevens to start he was the number one guy or to shoot I should say because he was the number one guy at Penn State yep. he has a good mid-range shot he hasn't developed a three pointer he yet. can attack
2: the hoop too right
6: Ripple's better than a quarter and some of the guards. So let's find out. That's all I'm saying. If Bickerstaff refuses to play him for some reason, I don't think it's anything personal. It's just Bickerstaff being Bickerstaff. Well, I've got to run my starters into the ground to make sure I can, you know, try to win the game. And then when we're 50 games down the road and half the starters are hurt and people are complaining that the same thing that happened last year is happening this year, well, maybe that's why. So go ahead and develop the bench or go tell your GM, I need better players off the bench.
2: Ray, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate Ray, it, Ray. Ray and I have similar feelings on two guys. I like Dean Wade and I like Lamar Stevens. I
3: like Dean Wade as well. I like Lamar Stevens as well. And I'd love to see them play more as much as Ray would as well. But again, there has to be a reason, right? Right. I,
2: I do think they can play though and help you win NBA games. Agreed. I do.
3: And I think they make you a better team when they find a way on the floor. And I, again, that no, gives you I, where you want to go. No, that's true. Joe's in Cleveland. Hi, Joe. What's up, Joe?
7: Hey, guys. Um, I do agree with uh, the last guy about the minutes, though, because how are those starters going to feel by Friday going to Golden State? You know what I mean? That's what bigger staff's got to wake up to. This is the perfect time to sit some of those guys on this road trip and play all your bench guys, you know? And he just, like you said, Wade should start. Levert is more creator. Come off the bench. Maybe he thought that those guys more athletic and that Wade – couldn't guard him, but he plays good enough defense. Chetty can't um, play defense like that. So that's why he comes off the bench and, and like they forgot their roles. Those guys you can't as a basketball player, you don't use you don't use it, you don't you lose it. So you play six minutes and all of a sudden you come from twenty. Like even Nito, he was playing pretty decent at the end. Garland you suck right now last night. Come out of the game. Let somebody else take a shot. You know, I, I don't understand Bickerstaff. How do you lose to Mike Brown? Ran the same play 15 times. Even bragged about it.
2: Yeah, he said <sighs> he did say that after the game. They ran He's the, the same worst thing 15 five minutes. Last
7: five minute coach in the league
2: right now, Bickerstaff. There's no way Utah
7: rolled through those teams we just cro- lost to
3: in the last five minutes of each game. We had the game.
2: Joe, thank uh, you for the phone call. Appreciate it, Joe. Appreciate that. Dana, what's up around the Twitter?
3: Our Twitter match is powered by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, and you can always tweet the show at CLE, talking Heads, like Michael does here. Are the Cavs maybe running their starters into the ground to help build chemistry with the addition of Donovan Mitchell?
2: I think it's an interesting question. The reason I think that Donovan Mitchell is leading the league in, in minutes right now is because Darius Garland was out. And if you wanted to win those games, you needed to play Donovan like crazy. You needed to so, ride him. So I, I I get that. And I don't think there's any question. The, the four core guys on this team need to learn how to play together and bond a little bit. And Donovan and Darius haven't had the chance to do that because of Darius's injury. So they're learning that. They're going to learn it you know, over a period of time. And then you're going to have to learn how to get Evan Mobley more involved in the offense because you have two guys in the backcourt who you want to have shots and who – you want to have the ball in their hands, but you got to figure out then how to make Evan Mobley a viable offensive guy along with Darius and Donovan. So, yeah, I can I can see that, you know. And again, I don't think this is bad. I don't. I don't think it's bad at all. What I think it is 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 more typical than what I think a lot of folks think our team is because the team were you know like with Lowry marketing here last last year they were a different kind of team. They're a different kind of team this year. And I think there are fewer guys, at least for now, that JB is comfortable putting out there for extended minutes. It's really interesting. It's going to be really cool to see how this thing evolves.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.